Welcome back to our next edition of Talent Talk. We've got a very special guest into the studio today. But before we get to the interview, let's get to looking at the action around the athletic department this past week. Men's and women's basketball were both in action. The men's team went 1-1 one one on the week, defeating Southern Miss behind 15 three-pointers and a double-double from Carter Hendrickson for the team's first true road win of the year. UNF did fall on the road to a ranked Florida State team Tuesday night. They'll continue to be on the road at Syracuse December 21st. The women's team was also in Tallahassee, facing the Seminoles Wednesday night, falling to a top-10 team on the road. They'll finally come back home December 28th to take on Holy Cross. While not in competition right now, softball released its 2020 schedule featuring 51 games and 41 in the state of Florida. UNF will play 22 home games and three contests against Power 5 teams in Purdue, Virginia Tech, and Florida. The home opener is set for February 14th, which is also the home opener and season opener for the baseball team. Going around the Ospreys and the pros, Drew Weeks and Donnie Dewees, former Osprey baseball greats, finished up their seasons in the Dominican Winter League with 27 games apiece between the two. So with that quick roundup, let's get into the interview today. We're hearing for the first time for many people, the voice behind the mascot, Wyatt Helms, who was Ozzy for the past year and a half. Awesome to have you here, Wyatt. So um, we've known you as Ozzy, and now you're the retired Ozzy. Um, how does it feel to be back and um, you know getting your degree now? I mean, it's honestly like I never left the University of North Florida campus. I know I went to Arizona for my wedding and all this other stuff and my internship. But coming back, it just feels like I just fit right back in. It's like I never left. Being Aussie, I know everyone, so everyone's like, oh, hey, how are you today? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing good. It's good to be back. So um, when I got here, obviously, and you were already Aussie. Mm-hmm. And so how did the backstory, you know, what's the backstory look like for you becoming Aussie? So before I was Aussie, I was another mascot at Chick-fil-A. There's a funny story with that. So I got fired by my uncle. <laughs> he said, I was Your uncle out. worked at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> no, he worked at, uh, he was a... He was law maintenance, and I worked for him when I was 16 because I wrecked my truck. That's another story. And (laughs) so I got fired. I worked at Vacation Bible School at church, and my boss, my Chick-fil-A boss, came up to me afterwards and was like, hey, how would you like to be my cow? So I looked her in the face, and I was like, excuse me? What are you you saying to me? Calling me a cow over here? (laughs) (laughs) She goes, sorry, I'm I'm, uh, the marketing director at Chick-fil-A. How would you like to be the mascot? I was like, oh, absolutely. So I did that for six years. So that was a six six years. So yeah. you started at what age? I started at sixteen, all the so way. So you finished. You were doing. Oh yeah, that's right. You were doing it in college too. Yeah, I was. I was. Where? Which Chick Fil A? Uh, in Gainesville. And so Archer Road. So does that mean you go to like, what do you do as the Chick Fil A mascot? So with the Chick Fil A in Gainesville, we had a contract with the University of Florida, so we would go to uh, baseball games, gymnastics, uh, volleyball, and women's soccer. So we paid money to have like a sponsorship package where we'd bring the cow out and we'd do like halftime contest or gotcha. in between things to do. So it was pretty fun and got me in with them. And if I went to the University of Florida, which I didn't, I would have been Albert the Gator, yeah. which would have been really cool. But I think Ozzy has fulfilled everything I've wanted and then some. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, you've done a lot of things <laughs> and have, have had a lot of fun yeah. do it, you know, doing that. And I know a lot of people have, you know, punched you and put their hands oh, on their your are. head and giving you a <laughs> run for your money but you handled it well yeah. um so you kind of were trained in being a mascot before you got here and um did you have like when you got to unf were you like 
I'm going to be a mascot. Yeah, so with that, I waited about a week just to try and catch my bearings here because it was a new campus. I was transferring. wanted to see how everything worked, and I knew in my head, I was like, I know we have a mascot. Who do I have to talk to? So I went to my academic advisor, and I was like, hey, I know we have a mascot. Who do I have to talk to? And he pointed me to the arena. He said, go to the arena. Go to the athletic office. So I walk over to the arena that day, that same day that I went in. I was like, I'm going to talk to whoever I need to to be a mascot, be Ozzy. So I walk in there, and I was like, hey, I know we have a mascot. Who do I have to talk to? Who I want to be him. And the person walking out was the old marketing coordinator. And she was like, you actually need to talk to me. Let's go into my office real fast and have a sit-down talk. So me being at Chick-fil-A, I had videos from UF where I was doing mascot races and everything. So I walked into the office and she's like, okay, what do you, what's your resume? Like, what, do, what have you done? She wasn't really interviewing me. She was just trying to see my, like what I've done as far as experience goes. And I went from, I just went through the list of what all I did and I showed her videos through it. And she's like, okay, when you get home or whenever you want, just send me over your resume and those videos you sent me and we'll review you. So as soon as I walked back to my room, I was in the fountains at the time. I just went straight on my computer, sent him over my resume and added the videos. And I got an email back that night said, you're hired. We want you. So I started out as the secondary. Okay. And I worked my way up just by being myself. And yeah. So how many years was it here then that you were the mascot? Because um, after what year did you transfer here? I transferred here in 2019 so i've only been here for a year and a half okay so technically two yeah so it was a year and a half of being aussie yeah um what did you did you have to do any tryout then no i know theoretically i know we do have a tryout but because of my previous work experience they said because she said i will probably set up a tryout for you but when i sent over the videos and like my my promptness yeah it was enough to certify this guy's interested yeah he wants to do it so Let's see what he's got and give him a shot. Is there an adjustment period period of being a certain mascot? Uh, when you go from one mascot to another, there is a transition period, yes. Because <laughs> with the cow, there is no giant hula hoops inside, so to speak, so you don't have a fat belly. <laughs> shout out Ozzy's belly. Uh, but, yeah, there's definitely an adjustment to get used to with how you move, how you walk, how you act a certain way, how you react to different situations. And for me, going from a corporate side of things to a collegiate, it was a whole new world. It was nice that I had collegiate background, that we had the contract with UF, so I knew sort of how to interact with fans, how to interact with crowds. But if I was coming from, say, like the Florida Lottery mascot and traveling around doing that, but just doing only corporate events, I would only know how to react to a corporate event situation. I wouldn't know how to react to a fan situation. So luckily, if you've never had that, it's definitely a learning curve. And it's something that you need to learn on the fly, especially with little kids at fans, because those can be either a handful crying or they just love you and they're great. So and you got to entertain or. You, yeah, you you're, got, yeah, it's definitely you have to entertain and you have to be if you can't be a good dancer, you have to be goofy. Yeah. If you're not good at dancing, you need to be goofy with your dances and own it. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. So you're harnessing the personality of your mascot. Yeah. So with. Whenever I'm training someone to be a mascot, what I usually tell them is just be yourself. Don't try to be anyone else because the best way to be a mascot is to do what comes naturally. And if what's natural is being a goofball and dancing all the time, or then that's what you need to do because otherwise it's just going to be awkward and not look good uh-huh. on the on the court. Yeah. So 
so let's say you know you live in Arizona now, but you're Aussie. Theoretically, let's say you were Phoenix Coyote. You mm-hmm. know, you're doing that. Would he have a different person? You know, would that mm. be a different personality, or would you kind of mirror it the same way? Are there a few instances where the personality would be different for a college mascot? Yeah. So a college mascot is kind of more goofy, mm-hmm. kind of silly, whereas a professional mascot, more say corporate. Like, it's more mm-hmm. corporate style. It's more set in stone, mm-hmm. and usually. If they have like a really good mascot before you, they'll try and want you to emulate that mascot instead of creating your own identity. So I know I was talking with Baxter, the Diamondbacks mascot, and he was telling me that he had a guy that he took over for. And uh, what had happened was they wanted this identity this way, but he said, no, I'm keeping my identity how I want my mascot to be. And you're going to have to deal with it. And they love him because he was so stern about it and created Baxter to be himself and he's been so good about it that he's been on for the past five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, if you think about professional mascots, you, you know, I grew up in Chicago and we had Benny the bull and mm. you know, he has a certain persona Yep. and uh, you play that persona out and you end up being kind of a marketing tool, yeah. a PR tool within that organization. And then obviously marketing definitely did that with you. I mean, involved you in things and, your integral piece of a lot of events. Um, and do you have some at UNF mm-hmm. that you enjoy the most? Uh, events or like games? or Events or games, yeah. Uh, so there's two things that stick out the most, uh, games and events. I did an event when I was, uh, it was spring semester last year. This guy hosted a party for his two-year-old and they had this giant bounce house. Probably the worst experience you can have as a so mascot. You were in a bounce house. I was house. in a bounce house as Ozzy. Just I slid into the bounce house and started bouncing with the kids. They were loving it. The parents were loving it. But when it was time for Ozzy to get out of the bounce house, I didn't think that through because my head's too big and my belly's too big to get through. I had to squish it to get out. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try doing something new and I'm going to take a running start and try and slide out. And as soon as I jumped, my body hit the ground. And my head flew right off, and the one of the one of the parents caught it, and I was like, "Give me that back!" And I like threw it right back on top, because I was missing my I had my head off for a little bit, and the kids were like, "What just happened?" They were like shocked, just <laughs> looking around, and it was one of the worst things that you could have as a mascot. Luckily, most of the kids were turned around, and they were just like in shock to realize that Ozzy lost his head, <laughs> and it was Wyatt just standing there in their their driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a concern? Uh, as me, it is a concern because I've been doing this for a long time and that is not what you want to do. Yeah. But, uh, for games or other events that I did, uh, one of my favorite basketball games was the, uh, last year when we were in, uh, when we were hosting the A Sun, it was just so loud and, oh my gosh, the, the atmosphere from the students, sorority life, literally all the fans here was just insane. And I was feeding off of that as a mascot because it's fun to entertain the crowd and it's fun to get a reaction out of people. When I'm here and there's hardly anyone in the stands, I I interact with the same five people. It gets boring and it's not fun for me. Whereas when we had 5,000, 10,000 people in here just screaming their heads off, I can just be a goofball and have fun with it. And it's a lot of fun. And then at the end of the semester, when cheer went to nationals, that was one of the cooler experiences I've had is, going to Daytona with cheer, competing at nationals with them. And just even though it was like a five-second split of just me pumping up the crowd, so to speak, at a cheer event, it was really cool. And 
interactive. So when you have a big crowd, um, you know, you're talking about that playoff game. Uh, like, what are do you have like restrictions on what you can do and where you can go and and everything? Yeah. So for me, I personally try to stay away from the the upper levels because one, there's more kids there and it's more of a liability for me to get trapped up there. <laughs> and I don't I don't want to restrict fan view from up there. Uh, for me, I like to stay on the court side as much as possible. Uh, stay close to the cheerleaders. Uh, stay in front of the band, especially here at the court. Uh, I would stay in a corner, and I wouldn't I wouldn't move much as far as fan interaction during the game. I would do it before the game or after the game. Uh, during game, I try to stay courtside by the cheerleaders or in that general area, and I like to interact with our fans that are sitting courtside because they enjoy it. Do you have a go-to trick or move? Uh, go-to trick or move. Uh, when cheerleaders running their their tumbles, I do a cartwheel every time. That's my favorite. <laughs> but my go-to move, it's got to be the belly bust. You got to just throw it around. <laughs> You've done that. You've done that many times, and I think uh, a lot of people can attest to seeing that. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. So, so you're you're doing that, and sometimes you're outside, mm-hmm. and it's in Florida, and it's hot, and compare you know prepping for an outdoor day versus you know you're coming to a basketball game or volleyball match or something yeah yeah so you have to hydrate or what do you do absolutely so what i would compare the suit to just for people that don't know what it's like it's like wearing a winter coat like a full-blown wool winter coat in the middle of the summer at all times like there's never a time where it's not like that except for maybe when it's windy and you get a nice breeze through the, the mask Um, but I definitely hydrate. It's like, I treat myself like I'm an actual athlete. So you would hydrate the day before all day, drink water. Uh, I would eat pasta. I'd carb load. Mm -hmm. So, cause (laughs) if I'm not carb loading, I would fatigue by the start of the second half and it would show and you don't want to disappear, disappear and just completely fall as a mascot and follow dehydration. So what I would actually test and helpful is that I'm from Florida and I grew up in this and I played baseball in this and it helped that I knew what I was getting myself into. And it, it helps that I was an athlete beforehand and not just some Joe Schmo off the streets that <laughs> didn't know how to hydrate before a game or <laughs> have to learn that on the fly. So it, it being a mascot, you definitely need to hydrate and stay on top of your uh, physical health for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so going back to what we were talking about, you were talking to the, the, I think it was, Baxter, mm-hmm. um, do mascots kind of like have a, a similar personality or they, they share tricks of the trade or um, they, you know, kind of have different background? Like what, what does that look like? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of, some mascots are different. Some are the same. It generally you'll see the type of mascot, like if they're a goofy type, like uh, the Philly fanatic or orbit or uh, the Chicago bulls mascot. Uh, they have that goofy mentality. The person playing the character is generally like a similar personality to each and every single one. So they'll usually be the same size, same shape, uh, same mentality, and they'll treat it the same. Whereas like you see your aggressive mascots, like Baxter is more of an aggressive one, more like in your face, kind of like a big guy, like a muscular. His mentality outside of it is very similar to that. He's like, I'm the best, I'm the top dog, I'm that. And it shows, but... I would say that a lot of mascots, when they're talking to another one, they want to help someone out. Because I'm 
just trying to help you out be the best mascot you can be especially if you're trying to a young buck coming up through the streets <laughs> a young oz coming through <laughs> yeah. coming to the nest yeah <laughs> you uh young oz and harriet you right? know trying to figure <laughs> out what to do <laughs> exactly you just you got to help them out because you don't want if they're taking your place in the future you don't want them to look mm-hmm. silly or embarrass themselves or mm-hmm. Cause that's not only is it their brand, but it's the school's brand and identity. You mm-hmm. don't want to get rid of that or change that up. Mm-hmm. How was, did a lot of people at UNF know about you being a mascot or was it kind of like over time or um, like, what was it like with that? Cause I mean, you knew a lot of people that didn't know you and yeah. um, you know, some, same thing can be said for a lot of people that work in the athletic department. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the people that work close with the athletic department mm-hmm. or have done things with us, yeah. they knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, students, uh, if they were in the sport management program, they would know mm-hmm. because that's my program. And mm-hmm. I've done events in classes as Aussie with teachers. And I would be like, hey, is this okay? And I would have to let my teachers know that, hey, I'm going to be out of class because I have to go travel yeah. to cheer. I have to travel to a basketball game. I have to do this and that. I have an event off off site. So I would tell them beforehand, like, hey, look, this. And so it would be brought up in class, like, hey, go support them because why it's the mascot, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So you'd see often where... I would, a lot of people would know me, but I would say most of the general population had no clue who the mascot was. Did you and, like that? Um, yeah. yeah. It's it's nice to walk around campus and be like, <laughs> I saw you at basketball <laughs> I saw game. you yesterday, <laughs> <Yeah>. but I was. <laughs> it's like, I saw you. You were funny yesterday, but you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of, it's like actors preparing for something. Did it like change your personality at all? Um. <laughs> I would say when I put the head on, I change. I go into what's natural to me. I don't have to cover it up. It's just like my inner self. So like my portrayal of Ozzy was how I am on the inside 24-7, just goofy, really energetic, really happy, and just loving it. Whereas I try to try to is the key word here. It doesn't work all that well, but I try to keep myself controlled and contained. (laughs) It doesn't happen sometimes. I get my inner mask out every now and again. So um, for people listening to this, uh, you walked and got your degree, mm-hmm. um, and you had the Aussie mascot. You had Aussie on your in your hat yeah. and your graduation hat. Um, it became part of your identity here at UNF. How much did it shape uh, your memories here? Uh, pretty much all of my memories have been from Aussie. I'm so thankful for my time here as Aussie because without Aussie, I wouldn't have made my friends here in the athletic department. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have cared much about UNF especially athletics or anything, because I probably wouldn't have stayed connected. I probably wouldn't have had much of a school spirit identity because, like, I grew up a Gator fan, and now I'm a UNF Ospreys fan because I was Ozzy the Osprey, and it really made me be a part of the school community, and it was great. So all of my memories I can accredit to being Ozzy the Osprey. Um, the did you would you say that you perfected the swoop then or did you have to perfect the swoop being an, being being an uh osprey <laughs> yeah so the swoop at first i was like what is this what is this silly little thing that we do <laughs> like my first week i was like what the heck is a swoop and they're like you have to do it i was like okay you got to be good at it now you gotta, you gotta everybody you're the it. gold standard for swooping i am yeah. the gold standard so you have to do the the front leg kick and then the swoop yeah. at the end but on free throws, I I perfected. I mean, we shot a lot of free throws when I was doing basketball games, so it definitely came over time. Uh, do you have any last bird calls or cacaws or oh, swoops to say or and any final words? Um, I mean, thanks to everyone here at UNF Athletics and 
to Brock for <laughs> supporting me here and it was fun. It was fun. So I'm kind of sad that I'm leaving and hopefully I can come back in a few years, uh, maybe get a, a big boy job here that isn't just <laughs> mascotting. Who knows, maybe I'll put it back on. Honorary <laughs> inductee into the Hall of Fame is Ozzy. Hey, yeah. Just put Ozzy's picture <laughs> <Yeah>. up there. <laughs> All right. So it's Wyatt Helms, the name behind the, the suit. Uh, awesome to have you in and talking about being Ozzy. Thank you, man. Thank you. Love to have it. Well done, Wyatt. Well done on your degree as well. Thank you for coming into the studio today. Take a look at the action around the athletic department this week. It's another pretty quiet week with the men's and women's basketball teams still in action. The women's team comes back home finally after being on the road since November 9th. We'll take on Holy Cross December 28th and Edward Waters New Year's Eve. The men's team will go to Dayton December 30th. And after that, both the men's and women's teams will be back on the road to open a sun play before coming back home and playing a sun foes at home. So thanks again for listening to this edition of Talent Talk, edition number 14. Stay tuned for more. Swoop.